men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Praise the Lord. I want us to thank God for what God has done in our life during this Holy Ghost conversion. We all know that this have been manifested among us. Some of us have dreamed dreams. Some of us have seen vision through the outpouring of God upon us. So I want us to thank God for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. Let us thank God for the dreams that we have dreamed. Let us thank God for the vision that we have saw. Let us thank God for every manifestation of the Spirit that we have experienced during this convention. Let us lift up our voice and bless the name of the Lord. Father Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you praise. We give you honor. We exalt you, Lord. We magnify your holy name because you are God. You are the God who say a word and it's come to pass. We thank you, Lord, because you are a God that can never lie. We thank you, Lord, because you said you will pour out your spirit and you did, oh God. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. We exalt you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. Father, Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this outpouring of your spirit, oh God, upon us, oh God, in these last days. Lord, we say thank you, oh Lord, for the manifestation of the gift of God. We thank you, Lord, because many of us have dreamed dreams, oh God. Many of us have seen vision, oh God. During the cross, oh God, Father, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise, oh God, we give you honor, because you never failed us. Lord, we bless you, Lord, for the manifestation of the gift of God. We exalt you, Lord, we magnify your holy name, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise and honor. Father, God, we exalt you for the outpouring of of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of God. We thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of God. We thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of God. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the revival that is coming, oh God. We exalt you, Lord, because every one of us shall manifest, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, because we will dream dreams, oh God. We will dream see visions, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we give you praise, oh God, because you are God. There is none like you. There is none to be compared unto you. Because you are the God who said you will send forth your spirit of God upon us. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name, oh God, for your word. For your word never fails us. You sent forth your word and your word healed. We thank you, Lord, for your word, oh God, that never failed us. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. We bless your holy name, oh God, for the mighty things that you have done among us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We magnify your holy name, oh God. Thank you, faithful God. Blessed be your holy name, oh God. For in Jesus' holy and anointed name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today is the third of September. There is something powerful about the day third when Jesus Christ raised up from the dead. And it's not coincidentally, it's Holy Ghost Convention and it is Victory Night. The Lord has poured His Spirit upon us. See, in the same way of thanking God, I want us to turn to 2 Corinthians 26. I will just read from 6. Okay. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, the God of our father in the Lord, Apostle A.T.B. William, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hands. No one can withstand our God. That is our Father. And the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. 
not because we deserve it. So seeing the same attitude of thanks, our Father and the Lord said we should thank God. We should think about where God has brought us from. We were one in the darkness, but God did not permit Satan to kill us, to destroy our soul. But God rescued us from the dominion of hell into the kingdom of God. In the same attitude of thanks, begin to think about how God has brought you. And the same thanking God, begin to think that God will begin to thank God for our families that have not come to know the name of God, the name of Jesus, will begin to thank God for delivering them because God has set them free from the dominion of hell. Father Lord, we thank you, O God. Are you not the God who created heaven and earth? Are you not the God who ruled over all kingdoms? You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the ancient of days. I am that I am. Who are men that you are mindful of? When we stand in your presence, you are mindful of us. Not because we deserve it. We are righteous sinners. But Lord, you chose to separate us from sin, from darkness, and you brought us into your kingdom. Not because we are worthy of it. Not because we are perfect or righteous. But it is your blood. The Bible says on the third day, Jesus Christ raised from the dead. We are no longer yoked to the yoke of slavery. We are no longer yoked to the yoke of sin. We are no longer yoked to the yoke of death. We are no longer yoked to the yoke of infirmity. All because of your unconditional love. Father Lord, we thank you. What can Christ say to Abanaku say to you, Lord? If it hadn't been for your mercy, you rise up your son in this end time. Apostle Alfred Etibim Williams, he does not compromise. He wants us to make heaven. Father Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, because we are in the truth. We thank you, Lord, because you have raised your church in this end time, Lord Jesus, to set the captive free, to heal the sick and raise the dead. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for every members of our families that you have set free. Father Lord, we worship your majesty. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. If we can turn to Mark chapter 9, verses 23, please. It says, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. And in Mark chapter 10, verses 27, It says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. I want us to thank God for everything that he's been doing in this season and that which he's done already in this month of September. Even as Apostle declared the manifestation of faith, of wisdom, of knowledge. I just want us to thank God for the gifts that we've received. I want us to thank God for every situation that may have been deemed to be impossible, that he's been made possible. Let us begin to just thank God. Father, I thank you for you are the God, Lord Jesus, who says, with you all things are possible. Thank you for this month of September. Thank you for this month of grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have gone ahead of us and you have made all things possible. Thank you for the gifts of faith. Thank you for the gifts of knowledge. Thank you for the gifts of wisdom, Lord Jesus, that has been made manifest upon us. For you said, Lord Jesus, that if we believe, Lord Jesus, all things are possible. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you have made possible, Lord Jesus. The things that man, Lord Jesus, that is not possible with man, Lord Jesus, but it's possible with God, we say thank 
thank you. During this season, you said we should not ask, but we should thank you. So we thank you for that which you've already done. We thank you for that which you're doing. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that which is yet to be done. We pray to you in advance, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the testimonies that will come forth. You are indeed the God of impossibilities. What a great God we serve. What a great God we worship. What a great God we honor. What a privilege and an honor to know you, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you because there is nothing too hard for you to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what situations may be seen as that is not possible. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that through you all things are possible. Thank you, Lord Jesus, there is no limitations, Lord Jesus. Through faith in Christ Jesus, we can say to a small mustard seed, we can speak to seeds, Lord Jesus, and it will grow. We can speak to mountains and it will move. In the name of Jesus, thank you for the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, that brings forth the manifestation of your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Father, for the gifts that you've deposited that will be made manifest in each and every one of our lives. We praise you, we honor you, we exalt you, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, only you can do what no man can do. Only you can do what no man can do. What a privilege and an honor to know you are God. What a privilege and an honor to serve you are God. Father, Lord, what can we say but thank you? What can we say but thank you? What can we say but thank you? Thank you, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given unto us, a counselor that will guide us into all truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your insight that you've spoken through your servant. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit, Lord Jesus, that will cause us, Lord Jesus, to grow in godliness, to grow in holiness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you are indeed the God of impossibilities. There is nothing too hard for you to do. What a great God we serve. What a great God we honor. What a great God, Lord Jesus, you are. Father, Lord, we come before you and we say thank you. For this month of grace, we say thank you. For this month of September, we say thank you. For this third day in the month of September, we say thank you. Thank you, our Lord and Savior. Thank you in Jesus' name, I pray. Praise the Lord. Still in the attitude of thanking God, I will just draw attention to 1 Corinthians 2.9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Because we love God, that is why we are here. Let's begin to thank God for what God has prepared for us in today's service. Let's begin to thank God for the healing He has prepared for you, for your heart desires that have been in your whatever have been in your heart for this month, for this year 2023, that you will pour into the hands of God before the Lord. Let's begin to thank God for all that He has prepared. The Bible says, Eyes have not seen it, but your eyes will see it as your eyes have started to see the first second of the month of September, and you are beginning to see what God has prepared for you for first, second, even today and the rest of this month. Father, we thank you for all that you have prepared for us for today's service. That eyes have not seen, but we will see it today. Ears have not heard, we will hear it today. Even from the pulpit, we thank you, we thank you, Lord, because you said to those who love you, we love you. That is why we are here in your presence. Father, we thank you for what you have prepared for each and every one of us, for everyone that we enter into this place, salvation that you are prepared for everyone of God, regeneration you are prepared for everyone of God, deliverance you are prepared for everyone of God, Father Lord Almighty, as we are coming to your presence, we will go back rejoicing because we are thanking you for that which you are prepared for us, you are prepared something good for us, in the name of Jesus, we know we not go back empty-handed in your presence, thank you Lord, thank you Lord for what you are prepared for us, that we will not go back empty-handed in your presence, thank you Lord, thank you Lord.
Lord, for what you have prepared for us, that our prayers will be answered today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Be thou exalted, O Lord. Glory, honor, majesty, we ascribe unto you, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God for this Sunday, which marks the end of the Holy Ghost Convention for this year. The Bible says if you obey God, then you love Him. And if you love God, He will love you. And the Father will love you and show Himself to you. And the whole of this week we have understood that the only way to remain in God is to remain in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit that, enter, that takes us into the place of power. So this morning, we want to welcome the Holy Spirit once more as we open this meeting with an uplifted right hand and we declare from the book of Psalm 24 the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwell therein for he has founded it on the seas and established it upon the waters who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place he that has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. And they will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, 
and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Our opening hymn.
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
Friday and Saturday yesterday we got to the peak just lift up your voice and thank God for the way he has showered his blessing upon us the way he had sent his power within us for the manifestation of his grace and glory for new gifts for new signs for new insights we worship you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, we are worship. Say hello to someone beside you in the name of the Lord. Please take your seats in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Lord, I come into
house this week. It has been awesome. Can I just say this to you? I congratulate those of you who hear the words that you hear today. Because in this season, the word of God, the voice of God is rare. And I think I just told them a new cross a few minutes ago when I was ministering that. Those of you who are young men and women, you need to recognize this. You are my hope for the future of Great Britain. You were not born in Britain by chance. Neither did you or were you brought to this country by chance. Your generation is going to face a devil that our generation did not face. It's not because the devil has changed from devil, but because he has kept his last weapon for your generation. His ultimate intention is to destroy Christianity in Europe and enforce that destruction upon all continents of the globe. But he made a mistake because we migrated from Africa, from Caribbean, from India, from all over to this city or this nation, United Kingdom. Because everywhere the hand of the United Kingdom has gone into slavery, we are coming back into this place. We are bona fide owner of the United Kingdom as anybody. And God did that because of the end time revival. He didn't do that for you and I to forget the purpose for which we are here. I told them, you need to know this, you younger folks. Those of us who are older, who are your parents and grandparents, we have two identities. We have one identity is UK, Europe. We have the second identity to where we came from. If what happened in Ukraine happened in London, in UK, some of us have a place to run to. But you who are born here, you don't know any place. You just don't know any place. You, you have history that your parents came from one place. You don't even know the way to the place. If you even decide to go to the place, you don't know anybody. You don't know what to do, where to go. I'm saying this because I want, to, I want your mind to think right. So you are here, therefore, not to while away your life. Because if we, though, came from abroad, and we came into England, and we are making impact to the advancement and development of this nation, then you must read the highest heights so that you can change policies. You can influence decision-making. In our nation, United Kingdom, and Europe, our continent, democracy is what rules. Forget about the inadequacies. But democracy is very simple. Majority carries the vote. Are we together now? So... When we have majority of you at the helm of affairs in England, in the police force, you are the top. In the Navy, in the Army, in the Air Force, you are the top. In the banking industry, you are the top. All right? In council, in engineering, in medicine, you are involved in policy making 
for medical practice. You are involved in decision making for Institute of Chartered Engineers. You are lawyers and you belong to, you, are, you have made way into the um, uh, 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 SRA in law field so that you can effect changes, you can make policies, you can influence policies in the immigration service, in the aviation industry, in the electronics, in the AI and robotics. You are on the top of the helm of affairs. Now, by that, we can enforce Christ upon our nation, United Kingdom. Because your color, whether you are, you are white or black, doesn't matter. What matters is where you occupy. We, don't, we are not sent here to be mediocres, to be people who just carry a placard without being able to make effect changes. We fill the parliament, we fill the house of lords. That's why we are here. That's why you are born here. That's why you grow here. You have to marry this country and you recognize you don't have any other country. So if you don't have any other country, you have to marry this country. And those of you who came from afar too, and you have joined with this country, even if your name sounds strange, not like my name, Alfred Williams, and you know, your name tells where you come from. All right? But we come here for one purpose. The forefathers of England took the gospel to the ends of the earth. Now their fruits have come back to bring the gospel to the seed of the land and change whatever the devil had done in England, not by force, not by power, but by occupying till Jesus will come. If we, if we, wait, not if, when we get into those helm of affairs, we decide what happens. That's why you are here. And for those of you who are adult, don't tell me that you are too old. Because in my career, you know, all over, I've met people who retired and the nation went to call them. Industries went to call them and they paid them millions because of their brain. They don't work seven days a week. That's what I want for you. They work two days a week and they earn millions because of their head, because of their brain. They retire only to become more wealthy. Judges are among them. I know some medical doctors that are like that. They don't go to work every day. And really, they don't call them for all these little jobs. No, they don't just go and see. Somebody don't go and see them because you have headache or you have high blood pressure or hypertension. No. These are guys who, when difficult cases arise, among those who are movers and shakers of the nation, they call them. I've been to one of their hospitals before. And I discovered that that hospital door is so, so, the, the hospital door is intimidating. Not any man can go there. I was called there when one of the billionaires got sick, paralyzed. And they tried everything to get him working, and they couldn't. And then I was called for. I'm saying that we are in this country not to take the crumbs. Christians, we have been raising placards all over the, the place enough and we have been taking the, the remnant jobs that are on the floor the time has come that must change do you know how that will change by the power of the holy spirit that's why i'm telling you all these things by the power of the holy spirit this week i took you through some things this is holy ghost convention and in this very convention, the Holy Spirit took us through a different tone to understand the Holy Spirit. We started together on Sunday, 
when the Holy Spirit laid the table and I spoke extensively on the power and the manifestation, gave you insights in the Bible, gave you insights in my personal life, so that you can identify with a real substance. That Jesus Christ is not Jesus of the past. is the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. And what the Lord Jesus has for you and I is what he had for them in the past. And what did not happen to the apostles and the disciples in the past should not happen to us. And what happened to the apostles in the past should happen to us. You remember when the woman in the book of Kings, we studied it just within the past two months. The the woman who hosted Elisha. Elisha told her, leave this country, but famine is coming. But I will stay because angels can feed me. You go out. And the woman went out. That's the woman that Elisha raised his son. And when the woman went out and came back, the woman was, you know, was talking, went to the king that, you know, you know, uh, about her inheritance. And uh, uh, good enough, Gehazi, you know, the, the funny Gehazi, he was just telling the king about the woman. And then the woman said, the, the guy said, oh, that is the woman I was talking about. And the king, because of Elisha, gave the woman her rights. That is your influence yes, that you get by the Holy Spirit. Am I talking to you? Anybody who steps his feet under this roof, you step this feet into this room because Holy Ghost directed you here for one purpose only, that you will manifest what God has ordained you to manifest. Without anything hindering you, no power can stop any one of us. But we must be engrafted in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I spoke to you about the entrance to the power of God on the first day. And we know the entrance to the power of God is to love who? What is it? To love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, what happens to you? The Father will love you. And the Son will follow. And then He will show Himself to you. But if you love Jesus, what did the Bible say you will do? Obey his commands. That is John chapter 14 verse 21. And we recognize further he said to us in verse 20, 20, uh, 23 to 24. He says, if you love me, you will obey my teachings. My father will love you. And we will come and make our home with you. So if you want God the father and son to always make their home with you, what do you do? You love the Son, and you obey His teaching. Obeying the command of Jesus and teachings of Jesus is what validates your, your sonship. Not obeying your mind and the world there. You don't think like the world there think. Hallelujah. The time has come for you to be on the steering wheel, and you drive others. You have been sitting down at the back of the bus for too long. You control what happens to the life of other people. But you must love God. And to love God is to love the Son. And to love the Son is to obey His command and to obey His teaching. We recognize that the first one says, Jesus said, I will show myself to you. Which means every Christian can see Jesus on earth before you die. He can visit you. Really, He has visited some of you a number of times, but you didn't know He was the one. Your mindset is what God is dealing with from this week. It must change. Complete change. You know, I won't give you option in this church. 
I will have given option that if you want easy life, do what I'm saying. Or if you want to walk or labor hard life and you get nothing, you don't do what I'm saying. But I won't give you that option. The option, the, what I will tell you is this, either you like it or not, you must do the will of God. Amen. I want you to succeed by force. Am I saying... I, my my own position is this. You know, people always say that you can only take a horse to the water. You know, you can't force him to drink. That's a lie. If you drown the horse, he will drink water by force. <laughs> if you drown the horse, the horse will drink water. Am I... True or false? True. True or false? True. When the person riding upon the horse now goes under the water with the horse, eh? He is drowned and the horse too underwater. Eh? What will the water uh, that horse do? He will drink gabum, 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 gabum. But you who is riding on him, you have learned how to go underwater without choking. He will drink by force. You will drink by force. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just borrow me your life for a few minutes. I will together now. I, I don't want to be praying for prosperity. I want to see prosperity. And so we looked at the entrance to the power of God. Then the second day we look at the operating the power of God. Faith. And those of you who have missed those meetings, just go and check those tapes on the, on the YouTube. Faith. What faith really is. We expounded it by the word of God. And the third day, which was... Manifestation of God's power. How do you manifest? How does Holy Ghost come upon you and manifest? When Holy Ghost comes upon a person, He manifests the power. And we looked at that for two days. And then yesterday, we looked at the power of praise and worship. What happens when you worship God? But just for a few minutes this morning, I want to look at the anointing. And then this evening, we will go deep into authority and power which is by the anointing get ready to write what is the anointing you know over the years in the church of god a lot of people misunderstood what the anointing is because some people define anointing as a personal thing or restrictive thing that is only for some people and others have to depend on those who are anointed. I beg to defer because it's a lie. Some people have said when they are operating in, in some certain areas of God, they said anointing, anointing, take it, take it, take it, it's a lie. You can't take what you already have. Nobody has anointing to give others. And nobody has anointing that others do not have. Therefore, what is anointing? This morning and this evening, I'll be a little bit legal in my approach to what I'm teaching you. And those of you who are directors of companies, you get your, your practice diary to write some of the things I will say, you will need them. Those of you who are, are please yourself in organizations to become members of management or chief executive or directors, you will be very blessed. Those of you who did law, I will remind you some things 
and those of you who did who are company secretaries I will flag some things back into your memory which we see very clearly and everyone will see at the end of the day that the word of God is true and trustworthy anointing therefore from the scriptures is the enablement from God to manifest the power of God that is the anointing how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and what happened to him he went about doing what good and then doing what healing look at the book of Acts chapter 10 we read this together Okay, now, 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 you know that CFT is, is a school. This is school of Jesus Christ. So you are students. Now I'm the teacher and the instructor is the Holy Spirit. Shall we read these scriptures, the word of the living God, together? Uh, How God anointed. Jesus. That is interesting. Who anointed Jesus? God. And who is with him? He says God was with him. He started with how God anointed and then how God is with him. Did we see that? So the beginning of the anointing is God. In the middle of the anointing is God. At the end of the anointing is God. Did we see that? But what is the mechanism that God used? Holy Spirit. Why did God anoint Jesus? So that Jesus can operate all what God had placed in him. Enablement. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and what? Power. Because Holy Spirit cannot be divided from power. Holy Spirit is the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Anybody who has the Holy Spirit will release power. You cannot operate power without the Holy Spirit. Power is different from authority. Tonight I will talk about power and authority. And this is what I'm talking about. Those of you who have your, your, if you have planned your life that you are going to become a director or top management guys, when you come this evening, we're going to go deep into the deep water. You will get there. What it requires for you to progress, I'm going to give you. It's all in the scriptures. But understand this, God, at the beginning, God at the end. Who is your beginning? Who is your present? Who is your end? It determines where you will end up your life. Am I talking to you? You in CFT must not struggle in life. I continue to emphasize that. You are not born to fail. You are born to succeed. Am I talking to you? But God began, God in the middle, and God is the end. But then the instrument God uses is the Holy Spirit's anointing. The Holy Spirit is the anointing, and the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Jesus never manifested all these things, not because he could not, but because he wanted to set up a precedent. He's the Son of God. He could have done those things before the Holy Spirit. No, he did not. But Jesus, God had to anoint him with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And he went about 
doing good, fulfilling destiny. Good was easy for him. Healing was easy for him. To, to cast out devils was easy for him because God has anointed. When you are having difficulty in your academics, you need the anointing of God. You need the Holy Spirit inside you. Failing, failing, failing for what reason? Teaching you something in class, you don't understand it. No, no, no. No. You need the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Whatever career you are in life, when Holy Spirit comes upon you as a doctor, you will solve medical problems in a way that has not been done in medical history. And that way will be called a new way that others have to follow. And easier and faster. Whatever course you are, lawyer, engineer, court, name it. In whatever f- field you are, when the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit come upon you, you will operate a skill that is different from none. You know, we sing the song, Beyond the norm, beyond the norm. Maybe you sing it when I finish here now. Oh, yes. But to go beyond the norm, it can only happen when the Holy Spirit leaves your belly and comes upon your head. Your head will not reject the Holy Spirit. The Son of God didn't act until that took place. So no wonder. He tells the the sick at at, at, uh, Bethesda, a man who was paralyzed, he said, Get up, take your pallet and go home. And the man did it. The man who had not worked for 38 good years. He said to Bartimaeus, receive your sight, he just received the sight. He said to the demon possessed in church, come out and the demons are out. Listen to me. That is the anointing. That is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not different from anointing. Because it is the Holy Spirit that produces the anointing. The enablement. When the Holy Spirit comes upon a man, which is the anointing of God... That man will operate what naturally his mental and his ability cannot operate. That's the reason why David, at a very young age as a teenager, tore a lion. He was a teenager. That's the reason why Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as teenagers, they were outstanding in Babylonian knowledge. They became the greatest academician in Babylon, where they were sojourning uh, uh, you know, as slaves. They ended up as slaves, but they soon became the rulers. That's your destiny in this country. Amen. Anyone listening to me? Oh, I was born in poor family. Forget it. Did God not know that that family is poor before he sent you? He sent you there for one reason. To stop the poverty in that lineage. Yes, sir. Or how would they tell history that poverty was eradicated? If God didn't send you into a poor family. And if he sent you to a rich family, he sent you so that you can increase in those wealth. God is not a God who speaks and it doesn't happen. But for those things to happen, for any human being <clears throat> to transcend the norm, you know, there must be the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Someone says that, oh, in my discipline, there's a height you can't go, you can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't penetrate and you can't go beyond. Because all the people who are there are Illuminati, they are Masons, come on now, you, you are joking. You are joking. Because you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to anoint you. And I will tell you what to do today, so that Holy Spirit will come upon you. When Holy Spirit come upon you, 
Was that not a man called Jabez? Who was a relegate? But when God sent the spirit upon Jabez, those who told him, you are a child of a prostitute, you have no place in our plot of land, father. They became people who said to him, come and rule our country. He did not apply. He did not, he's not a politician. He was in exile. They have to go and look. They will look for you for good things. Saying that, oh, they are illuminati, they are amazing. What about you? God naughty. Huh? <laughs> you belong to cults of God. And who is higher? Illuminati or God? It is God. Illuminati, you will be in their midst. They will tell you, come and rule over us. Because the Holy Spirit has come upon you and they have seen the glory, they will not be able to say, come and join our club. They will be asking you, there is a power in you that is mightier than us. Amok will see you and say that, there is a power. We are looking for that power. Come and tell us, how did you get it? They will make you their head. In the office, in the industry, anywhere. In the class, lecturers will adore you. But Holy Spirit must. They are nice. So when this scripture was quoted, look at Luke chapter 4 very quickly. And let's see verse 14. And then we go to 16. Jesus returned to Galilee in the bath. Power of the Spirit and the news about him did what? He did what? He did what? Not celebrity. No, no. Holy Ghost does not create celebrity. He returned in the power, as you read in the book of Acts ten thirty eight. God anointed Jesus with Holy Ghost and power. Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit that he returned in the anointing. And then the news spread. Why did the news spread? Look at verse 16. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as well as his custom. Okay, as as was his custom. And he stood up to read. Shall we read that next verse together? The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to send me to proclaim the freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight. Do you know when anointing comes upon you, the Holy Spirit, your eyes will open, you will discover your destiny. You discover your destiny. You don't go to people to see vision for you. Why should somebody use his eyes when you have your own eyes? Have you somebody who has two eyes and he said to somebody, please come and be my guard because I can see through your eyes. Is that not what some Christians do? They go to somebody and say, it's a prophet. Hey, hey what, what, is, what is God saying? They will tell you what the devil is saying. You will run with wrong false prophecy. And then you blame God. You should blame yourself. 
Who told you? Jesus said the spirit of truth when he comes, he will reveal to you all truth, isn't it? We'll get there in a minute. But Jesus affirms it, confirms it, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me. This is Jesus' manifesto. Okay? And he read his manifesto before his people. If you read the rest of the verses, the Bible says that he began to manifest the power. Cast out devil. Heal the sick. He didn't do that before. He didn't do it before. Come on. Today, you must settle for one thing. And it is that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Which is the anointing of the Spirit of God. And if God will give anybody that, it will be you. I said it will be you. I've told you, any minister of God who tells you that he has an anointing that you don't have, he's a liar. He's a liar. I said to you during this week, I've taught you about things that happened, the Lord did through me. And I told you I didn't have any business in it. I spoke a cripple was healed, but I didn't do that until I was... Preaching, and the unction came, and I turned back and I said, Rise up in the name of Jesus. I didn't do it myself. I did it by the unction. The unction did it through me. But I was positioned, I positioned myself for the unction to come upon me. Am I talking to you? I positioned myself. And that's what I will teach you. Everybody God created is a genius. Let me tell you. A genius is not somebody who knows all things. He knows one thing, and he knows it to the extreme. That's what we call a genius. Okay? Don't you see some of those who are, some kids who are dyslexic or some kids who are autistic, and they just have a particular skill and they have it to the extreme. All right? Every one of you have something God gave you from heaven to get to the extreme. But you cannot accept by the Holy Spirit coming upon you. I use Sister um, Michelle as an example in New Cross. You know, she's a footballer. Now, the Lord had made way for her to the first club and then to represent England in, 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 in a number of games. But that girl loved God. That girl learned guitar. She learned organ. She learned drums, she learned everything. Just because she wants to serve God in this house. This house don't pay musicians. Because to pay musicians, to pay yourself. We brew our own musician global. No CFT church under heaven. It's permitted to pay musicians. If God calls you, he will bring what you need. If you don't have it, use your mouth. We don't have to play drum and guitar for heaven to come down. But if we have guitar and drum, we will play even as a phone. That's it. And that lady, can I tell you that? Because she, if she will go to practice on Sunday, which football demands, she will go in the morning and play in New Cross. And then she will come to me and say, Dad, I'm going to to game today. I will lay my hands on that head and I will speak over her head. She goes there, it's a different ball game. She went to Spain to represent England. Why she was going, Apostle, I'm going out to Spain. 
you know, we are playing, you know, this European game. Good, don't worry. When you get there, call me, daughter. She gets there. She's going to the field. Apostle, we are going. And oftentimes, I will tell her the goal. She will score the number of goals. And what will be the end of the game? She will go exactly as I say. You know why? Because she placed demand on the unction upon me by recognizing me in my office of apostleship. She didn't go to the prophet they said came from Nigeria or Ghana or Ethiopia. One prophet had just come from Sudan. They went to him. She don't do that. She recognized her Zechariah. And when she calls me, deep calls to deep. I to tell God, you see her service in this church. So what shall we do to the one who is faithful to you? And the Holy Spirit of God will say, open your mouth and I will speak and it will be so. She broke the record. Now they had in Arsenal, they did the best for footballers and her name was there. Hard. So when the Holy Spirit come upon you as a footballer, you will play with a skill that coaches cannot analyze. Coaches cannot analyze. Look, let me tell you. She went to play in Portugal. And her father went with her. Her father was in the restaurant. And the two referees were on the second table talking about her. And said, that girl, Ajiman, Ajimian. They don't know how to pronounce it, but no problem. And they were planning that you have to be very watchful of her. Because she's dangerous. And they were planning what they would do to stop her. And the father was sitting down beside them in the next table and had all their plans. Is that not Holy Spirit? Yes, yes. But I had spoken into her that day before the time. And then the father said, How are you ladies? I'm the father of Ajiman. So the coaches. But I said she would have just stopped like that. But no, it's my son. He, he, he told them that, challenged them that. How dare you say things like that about the girl? He said, no, no, we are so sorry. We are not. He said, I have heard you. And my eyes is on you. So when they got to the field, they could not hold my baby. Because Elijah's spirit, he was in Syria when they are planning against Israel. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Listen. If you listen to me on earth and do what I say, in eternity you will ever thank me for letting you know the truth with God. So the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Write few things down also. In the book of John, chapter 2, verse 20, it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. First John I'm talking about. First John 2, 20. You have an anointing. Who is the you? Who is you? Me. You are the one the Holy Spirit is the Bible is talking about. So if the Bible says you have an anointing, 
then who is to tell you that I have it, but you don't have it? Do you know what it costs me? You have to pay the cost. That's a lie. It doesn't cost you nothing. The Father just decorated you with it. Am I talking with you? Then he says, <clears throat> So, you have, you have received that anointing, but it, you know the truth. Another thing is this. Any Christian that is just behaving strange, and they don't know the truth, it means they don't have the Holy Spirit. They are not born again yet. You know, I told you. Not everybody who comes to church are born again. Because if you are born again, the Spirit of born again in you will, will tell you that you should not sin. When you want to do something wrong, we tell you, no, you can't do that. It will worry you, you will not be able to do it. That's the evidence that you are born again. You can't just be living your reckless life, no. When you go to university, you have to behave according to the ethics. You break the ethics, you may be the most intelligent, you will come out with no certificate. Similarly, with God. So, dear... Number two, the anointing teaches you all truth. Jesus said it in, um, uh, uh, John spoke about it in verse 27 of that chapter 2. As for you, you are your, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. That's, that's for every one of you Christians. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, Remain in Him. So this is the secret. You want all time to come upon you. Remain in Jesus. <laughs> and how do you remain in Jesus? He told us this week. If you love me, you will be my commandment. <laughs> you obey my teaching. He says, He who obey my teaching is he, is he who remains in me. You know, can you see? This church has Holy Ghost Convention, which has been in Dari from January. Everybody knows every last week of August is Holy Ghost Convention in CFT. Can you imagine how many of you came every day? Can you imagine if everybody came every day? Can you imagine what will happen thereafter to them who came? Like what you came, what happened to you when you came? I'm not talking about people who are lifesavers. Like if your job demands that you be away... Then what will happen to you is that immediately after that job, you will watch that program and then receive the same thing that others have received. But if you don't have a job at the time that you are doing, if you truly love Jesus, and if you are truly working in Him, you will be in church. You will, be in ch- you will not be told to come to church. You will be at the door before they open the gates. That is to be in Him. Anything different... You need to ask yourself, in who am I? Listen to me. Nobody gets paid by a company by just not going to the office and staying in his house and watching what they are doing in the office. No. You go and participate. Nobody passes an interview by sitting at home and in his mind, they are doing the interview for you. You, you are expected to be in the interview and they have 10 people to interview and you are, you are number 10. And then you at home at the time say, no, no, uh, I'm just following you up by remote. And so they finish the interview 
And you expected them to write you and say that according to the interview you attended. Excuse me. You never attended. I'm sure that your conscience will tell you that you, don't, you, are, not, you are not credible to be written to. And if they don't write you, you cannot take any action against that. You think God is different? No, 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 no. He's not. He's not. I have just 10 minutes more with you. I want you to be very mindful of God. That God cannot be manipulated by any man. Now I can use really 8 minutes, I will stop, not 10 minutes. Because I see my, my, my wristwatch. So he says, the anointing teaches you all truth. You know all truth. You remain, and you must have to remain in him. And if you look at the book of John 16, 13 to 15, you recognize that Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, which means Holy Spirit is the anointing. Let me read that to you because I'm almost closing you now. It says, John 16, 13, But when, this, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, watch this, he will guide you into all truth. Assignment number one. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. Number two. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Because that's what he hears. That's the Holy Spirit. Fourteen. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. I want to challenge you today. As you those of you who have been going to church for years. It's a thing to go to church. It's another thing for church to be in you. Look at what the Bible says. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. And Jesus said in verse 15, All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Holy Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. There are four major things that you must not miss in this verse. Number one, write it down. You can know all truth only by the Holy Spirit. There is nothing you are investigating about your life that you cannot know. You don't need a prophet to tell you. You only need a prophet to confirm it. You can know all truth about yourself. Through the Holy Spirit, if you are born again, if anybody is hearing me and you, these things are strange to you, today I will give you opportunity to be born again. Once you are born again, the Spirit of God enters into you, and that Spirit inside you, Jesus said, He will show all things, He will tell you all things, all truth. There is nothing you want to know about yourself you cannot know. I've tried this from the age of nine, and it works. I said that because there is no issue that I'm young for it. Second thing is that you can know your future. And you can know the future as well. The future of England? What is happening in Niger, Niger, Niger now? Uh, yeah, Niger. 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 That is French. Niger. Niger. What is happening in Niger? What would be the end of the matter? God can reveal it. Oh, you are very worried about Gabon. In this coup, they have planned what will happen after the coup. God can reveal it. God can reveal it. And He is willing to. If you are willing to ask. And be in Him. Oh, my life is a shambu. That's a lie. 
There are more shamblers than your shampoo. <laughs> if your life is in shampoo, you have people who are, whose lives are shamblers. I tell you, as all of us are sitting down here now, and we are wearing good suits and wearing our face looks fine and good. If each person tell you the problem they have, you will say, so there are so many problems in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Excuse me. If you are saying that my problem, oh, this is my problem, oh, this is my problem. God, what have I done? What you have done is that you are a human being. That's what you have done. You will never make... Let me say this to you, a, a, a good guarantee and a good news. You see, your problem of today, the law will solve it. But another one is waiting for you tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the fact is this, if you solve the one of yesterday, and you solve the one of today, he will do tomorrow too. So problem is part of your existence. That's the reason why Jesus said, if you can remain in me and stop giving yourself headache, you don't have to join group, you don't have to join gang to look for solution. You only have to join one person, his name is Jesus. And you have all solutions. You can know your future. You can know the future. And you can know all truth. Now, Number four, number three, you can know the mind of Christ from this scripture. And number four, you can know all that the Father has planned for you and resources that the Father has made available. I've told you that the anointing is enablement from God for you to operate grace and to operate authority God's enablement anointing is sorry anointing is the enablement from God to manifest the power of God enablement from God to manifest the power of God okay and what is power power is enablement to exercise authority or grace that is power. And tonight we're going to look at the difference between power and authority. And we're going to look at how they connect and how they inter- interlock. So therefore, I can say to you, God anointed Jesus, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, which I've read to you. I can say, God anointed you also. God, anoint- say, God anointed me also. Look at the book of Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 and 22. 2 Corinthians 1, 21-22. Now it is God who makes both of us, both us and you, to stand firm in Christ. Isn't it? Shall we read the next one? He anointed me. Ah, excuse me. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. So, let us read it together. Now, it is God who makes us and you. Then what followed? Say it again. Say it to yourself. So, God anointed you. 
So who is telling you that you need anointing? You have it already. You only need to use it. You have to go and fast for seven days for anointing. Where is that in this Bible? How that anointing will cost you three days without food and water. Where do you find this in this Bible? Where do you find it in this Bible? It says God. You know, what, what Paul is saying here? Both me and you, it is God who makes us stand. You know, excuse me. If you remove God from Apostle Williams, you will regret you ever met me. I am telling you, all of you look at me. Look at my eyes. Look at me very well. If you take God, Jesus, out of this man, you will not wish to meet him on the crossroad. Because I was born by a wicked satanist before God's my father. So, to do wickedness from my ancestors, it is like doing holiness. So, which means that we think of wickedness in the morning, we think of it in the day, in the night we are active, operating wickedness. In the day, if there is no wickedness, we look for it. But now in Christ, we look for godliness in the day, righteousness in the afternoon, and in our dream, we are looking for holiness. Now, why? Because the one who rides the donkey has changed. Power has changed hands. Am I talking to you? And this scripture is very, very simple and straightforward. You already need to know this. Which anointing are you looking for? It says, now it is God who makes us, both of us, stand firm in Christ. If not Jesus, you can't stand firm. We are all reckless. Okay, let now say, He anointed us. God anointed me. God anointed me. I say God anointed me. God anointed me. Woe to the mouth that says that I need another one. From a man, not me. So if God anointed me, I must remain in that God to make my life easy. And that's what I do. He says, God anointed us, set his seal of ownership on who own you? Who own you? So when God put a seal of ownership on you, what did he say? God warned kings concerning they say what? Touch not God's anointed. When you are demoting people, bypass this one. When calamity is coming, it will bypass this one. You can come near your tent. Because the seal is upon your head. Seal is what a higher authority put on something. To give it power to function according to what it is designed. And seal cannot be undone by another person. And what is the seal? He put his spirit where? Where is the spirit of God? As what? Deposit. Guaranteeing what? What is to come? Hallelujah. How many of you are born again? Lift your hands to me if you are born again. So if anybody tell you that you have demon in you, tell the person that your father is the devil. That's your mouth that you used to speak that to me. I said, Satan, your father, spoke through that lips. Because God cannot change his mind, 
after he had put a seal on a man. There is no way in the Bible that says God removes it. It's you and I that can remove it. Even we can't remove it. We can walk away from it, but it still follow you wherever you go. He pursue you. You run to hell. They will say, no, no, we don't want you here. They can see the seal in your head. That's the reason why sometimes when your friends, some of you, some of your friends want to do bad things, they say, ah, you know, we don't, you know, we, you can't do that kind of thing, you know. Have you heard that before? Uh-huh, because they saw the seal. They are talking all those slang, slang they talk, and you are there and say, ah, no, 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 he's here, we can't talk those things. I say, please, please, I'm sorry. If, if your Christianity is not up to that, you are yet to be born again. Because they didn't see it. I love it. Tonight, we will carry on from where we stop. Can I say it's a good place to stop that you have the seal of God over your head. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Whether it is death, whether it is power, whether it is principalities, nothing can touch you. Let me tell you, I want you to walk in the streets of London with your shoulder high and neck tall. Don't take any, any adjective to qualify you which the Bible did not say. Come on, let me tell you. You are not just what you are now. You are something to happen tomorrow. I'm telling you. A child, I was greeting all those children when I came in the New Cross. I always come to the back and I was hugging. All the children were coming to me. And I saw these children so tiny. And I saw myself like a giant before them. But let me say, in the future, in my eyes before I die, I will see some of those children becoming members of parliament. I will see some of those children become multi-millionaires. I will see them casting out devil. They will grow up to my height. And some of them will grow taller than me. So, where you are now does not define you. It is where God is taking you that defines you. God has placed a seal over your head. There is no power under heaven that can confront. Lift up your voice and let's give God praise. Shall we stand up on our and just bless the name of the Lord? Thank God for who you are. Thank God for who you are. Thank God for who you are. Lord, we exalt you. Thank God for who you are. Lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord. Give God the praise and honor and glory. before we worship if you are a black child and you are a man with plated hair like a woman get rid of it get rid of it you are not in this country to associate with those who practice idol worshiping it came from idol worshiping Shongu alright look at your body anything that will make you look like a rogue cut yourself off them Something that will be not dignifying. Don't get involved in it. Practices that will make people look down on you. Stop it. They come from Satan. Because Satan want to keep you down. But we are not born to be on the receiving end. 
if you are born again. Am I talking to you? Black culture is not that. If you look at Apostle Williams, this is black culture. Absolutely. My mustache is not scattered. Well trimmed. If I'm shaving, well shaved. If I have beers, not scattered beer, rub beer. Well trimmed. Look like angel. Look like angel. Listen to me. Your appearance determines what is inside you. Don't let the devil take a ride of you or make of you any longer. Tell somebody, I am the head, not the tail. I am the head, not the tail. Come on, give it to me, Pastor Brad. Are you looking at me? Your hand, I don't like it. I am the head. You are the head. And on the tail. More than a comma. I shall arrive. I shall arrive. For the glory. For the glory. Beyond 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 the glory. I'm sorry, 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 I'
that lady told me this. The Spirit of the Lord told me this. I should tell you. You know, if you are in the culture, man, putting up earrings in any part of your body, you cannot stop the evil spirits that introduce it to the world from afflicting you. If you are a woman and you love ankle chain, alright, or nose rings, you cannot stop the demons that introduce them from afflicting you. If you are a woman and you have this long hair that comes up here, go and Google Beyonce and you will see how it came from an idol in Africa. Any woman who does it, you cannot stop demons. If you have, you like putting on trousers that are torn, either male or female, you will not be able to stop evil spirit from afflicting and destroying you. If you are a Christian woman who loves putting on trousers that are tight when you are going out, so that the whole of your bombs are opening, there's a spirit of Satan working in you. And he was sent by Lucifer to destroy you completely. You see, if you want to, if you profess to know Jesus, the Bible says that whoever loves this world, the love of God is not in him. It says in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1 uh, and verse 2. Put it on the board, please. Please, on Sunday I want somebody who knows about the machine to always be there, not for practice. That's why I said that I need somebody who, especially those who have been regular in church services, so that when I speak, you, you are ahead of it. What did he say here? Shall we read together? Therefore, I urge you, in view of God's mercies, offer your bodies holy. So if you tattoo your body, Satan, you cannot stop demons from afflicting you. No prayer of anybody can deliver you. If you offer your eyes to pornography, you are dead while you are still alive. Because demons will finish you. They will destroy everything concerning you. Because what your eyes is given to see has to do with your soul. The eyes is the entrance to your soul. If you get involved with all this stuff, you will be destroyed. No man can help you. But if you look at the next verse, it says, shall we read together? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Yeah. Then, that's the key. You want God to direct your life, submit your life to Him. Submit your reasoning and your thinking. As long as you still use, you know, thinking in your head and rationalizing simple word of truth, you are far away from God's blessing. There's nothing you can do. So if you, if you argue with God in your brain, if God doesn't do what you want, don't blame Him. Blame yourself. But I'm talking, I'm looking for a generation of people who will live in England... But they will not follow the practices of the world. I'm looking for a people who can prove that God is true. And we have them emerging from among you. And I want everyone to join suit. Whoever rules you determines the way you think, you know. 
Your influencer is working on your brain to program your mind to think like him. So if you find yourself gravitating to the things of the world, Satan is trying to take over. And you must. And some of you ask why, why, why? No. If you are in the place of asking why when you are told the truth, experience will be your best teacher. That will be the why. But it will be too late. Too late. There is no one that Satan brings into his territory that gets out easy and gets out good. It is always with regrets. The, the why you should ask is that, why did you just adopt that? Answer that question. Why? Why did you just adopt those things? Why are those things being introduced to the world today? From where are they? That's the why you should ask. Not why you shouldn't do it. It is, tell me where they come from. Why did they come now into your culture? And then you will be able to get yourself free. Don't let a temporary thing that will defame you, demean you, and reduce your integrity and standard in life. Don't let the devil sell that cheap to you any longer. We make up our mind that we will live for God in the land of the living. We will obey the word of God without asking why. And we will do what the Bible says without reasoning, thinking to whether it's reasonable or not. If the Bible says something, that's it. When you grow spiritually to the knowledge, you'll be able to know why. Are we together? We agree to do that. Say amen. Yeah. I say say amen. Yeah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Congratulate someone beside you. And you can take your seats in the heavenly places. God bless you. Pastor Vincent, please. Have we been blessed at all today? If we've been blessed, it's now time to bring a tithe and offering to the Lord. Offering time. Offering time. Offering time. Right. Shows that we are alert and awake. I read from Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Read. Bring the old tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the blessing, the floodgates of heaven, and pour out so much blessings that you will not have enough room for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. If you're giving, give with your heart, give with your soul, give with your mind. We don't give by compulsion in this church, but you give what God has led on your heart to give. If you're giving, you can give through your bank account, or you can give through the green envelope is for the um, non non-workers, retirees, and um, older adults, non-taxpayers. And the, green, the blue one is for taxpayers. So please tick the section that says that we can claim tax refund on your behalf. I'll give you some time to complete your envelopes or pay your offering. And once you've done that, we can bow our heads and pray.
shall we pray shall we bow our heads father we thank you we bless you for another day in the land of the living thank you for this season of the holy spirit thank you for your guidance thank you for this spirit of truth that's been leading us all the way thank you that your truth will continue to guide us father we thank you for this hour we thank you for this moment it is you that gave us the ability and power to produce wealth that which you sought your forefathers your covenant thank you for that covenant promises of wealth that you have promised this home you have promised this house and each and every one of us we praise and adore you the king of glory we thank you oh god did you over jaira thank you oh god did you over nisi thank you oh god you do not put us to shame you have promised oh god that we will not beg for food neither shall we beg for bread thank you my god and my king for blessing the work of our hands we have seen your goodness we have seen your faithfulness we have seen your glory we have seen your power over our wealth almighty god over the works of your hands on our lives in our homes in our family what a faithful god what a glorious god what a powerful god we serve father we come before your throne O god this morning with our offering with our tithes almighty god to bless you you have blessed us so much we have our, 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 we cannot our, our mind our spirit cannot phantom everything you have done for us almighty god we bless you this morning O god lord we bring our, our two fishes and our two fish and five loaves of bread before you this morning father have your way almighty god bless us almighty god in our going now bless us in our coming in my king lord i pray this morning for those who are waiting for those jobs i pray that doors will open unto them oh god i pray for your favor and your grace as we enter oh god into you into the month of grace my god before the end of this month before the overcomers oh god everyone that is waiting on you for one thing of the other heaven oh god will open over them they will come into this sanctuary and testify to the goodness of the lord my god over their finances over their health, over their wealth, over their businesses, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, O God. Ancient of days, you said, in times of disaster, we will not wither. In the days of famine, we will enjoy plenty. I command doors of plenty, doors of abundance, to open into you, to open in your life, to open in your finances, in the mighty name of Jesus. The God of heaven, you will open the storehouse of your bounty, and you send rains upon the works of our hands, that we will lend to nations and borrow from none. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be the head and not the tail. The, your eyes will see. The riches store in secret places. God will direct your footsteps. Everything you need for life and godliness. Ancient of death will provide for you. Heaven will open over you in this day. God will open a scroll of remembrance concerning you and your household and your family. You shall be blessed in your coming out. You shall be bless your coming in. Everything you need shall be blessed. You will not be put to shame. You will not be disgraced. God will always be, you will always be on top in everything you do in the name of Jesus. And as the presence of God went with Moses, his presence will go with you for the rest of your journey, for the rest of this hour, from this time henceforth, as we enter into the year of promise, the promise of God and his fulfillment shall come over your lives, over your family, over your children, everything you need, God will supply your needs. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah, church, let's rise up.
is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Please be seated. If this is your first time of worshipping in this sanctuary, could you wave your hands? We want to welcome you. Anyone coming for the first time? Is anybody?
God will bless you in Christ's faith tabernacle. You are very welcome to this family. Please be seated. The ushers in the park that they hand over to you, there's a form to fill. Please fill the form and drop it with us so that we can serve you better. Can I just say, both to those of you in-house and those watching on the television, on the, on the YouTube, our prayer continues tonight here in the sanctuary. Today is the last day of the victory night. So I would expect every one of you to come together because we will have our last day for victory night and also our communion. And the Lord will strengthen and bless you. You are going home now so that you can relax and we can come together and it will start seven on the dot. Can I also specially invite you to this coming Saturday, Saturday this week, as the next Saturday, we are holding a prayer here for Nigeria. Nigeria will anchor the prayer, but we pray for Africa. You will recognize that there is a wave going on in the whole of Africa now, especially the Francophone. Because the, the countries of the Francophone Africa had never been free from slavery. Never ever. Till today, they are still under France. And God is moving a tide to break that power. And we need to pray for those nations. Those of you who are also English colonies, Satan has his way there too. We need to pray for every black nation. You know, you will agree with me that the black continent is the most resourceful continent under heaven. Look at Gabon. Ordinary two million people. They are not up to my village in their population. But they have resources that many Western nations, England does not have resources of Gabon. France does not have it. So why are they poor? Why is Africa miserable when all the minerals of this world and the brains of the, are there? So if we come together on Saturday, we are coming together to deal not with Nigeria only, but with Africa. If you want to know what God is saying about these nations, don't miss Saturday. I believe that workers are very well tuned to it. The, the service is one sharp. We are starting, and we hope to finish by two two thirty. So invite your friends. If I say pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they that seek it will prosper. So the rest of it, we'll see you tonight. Shall we rise up together and our feet, please? I'm sure the Lord has blessed us so mightily this day. You can watch this program again on the air. They will get it now. You can watch it on the air. I, how many of the students are going to school here now? If you are going back, if you are just going to university, you have not been to university, you are just going to university. Anyone, raise your hand. You are just going to university. You are just resuming university. Huh? behind me the spirit of wisdom and knowledge understanding and insight will rest upon you as you go to university now the spirit that God put upon Daniel Shadrach, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 it shall rest upon you 
You will not be taken away by the cobwebs of the devil. You will go there and come out with distinction. That would be your portion. In Jesus' name. The Empowerment of University student is it today. So after this meeting, immediately, please, you go straight to the Hall of Mirrors. Yes. All of you who are just going to the university, we have special gifts for you. And Pastor Elizabeth will be there, the youth pastor, to take care of you guys. Uh, because that has been done every year, especially those of you who are ladies, you know, that are information to be given you. And of course, boys too. We have a track record in this church of first class. So you will go and you come back with first class. In Jesus' holy name. Shall we put our hands together and read the Lord's Prayer, shall we? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power and thy glory forever and ever. Will you lift your right hand together with me as we say the grace in Hebrew 13, 20 and 21. Shall we? Now, may the God of peace have brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, thy great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us, that which is well pleasing in sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen, read it to someone beside you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. And to yourself, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. And now may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May God give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we shall be victorious in every battle. We will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you in this season, changing your dreams into revelation. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
turn to us according to our confession. Please be seated and the ushers will lead you out row by row.